One. We're rolling. Okay, guys. So, welcome to the Sharpit podcast. Uh, we're doing this podcast by way of an introduction to Mitch Adams, who has recently made the decision to move his brand, which was previously uh, CrossFit Wolverhampton, across uh, to the Shirefit gym team. Uh, welcome, Mitch. Hello, Max. <laughs> Mitch is uh, he's top, uh, topically covered in soot currently at the moment because he's been working really hard on the gym, getting it renovated and making sure it looks really good for his members when it reopens. We're also planning going down tomorrow as a team to go and uh, help with a load of jobs as well that we need to uh, need doing just before we can get it reopened again. Um, so, yeah, aim of this podcast just to introduce Mitch, talk about the Sharfit franchise um, and what the new previously CrossFit Wolverhampton uh, members will be getting as a result of now coming across the Sharfit. And, uh, yeah, just basically get people uh, to understand what's going on. So. We're going to start off, Mitch, with a little bit of a sharper tradition, tradition, which is the quickfire round of questions. We've got two parts of this. The first part is going to be X or Y. And you have to pick an answer very quickly, the first thing that comes to your head. This is a practice version. Banana or chocolate? Banana. Banana. Okay, sweet. That was the practice. So this is the, the format. You need to answer as quickly as you can. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. Is ready. So, first question we've got is snatch or clean and jerk? Snatch. Burpees or calories? Burpees. Run or swim? Ooh, swim. Cheese or bacon? Bacon. Protein or carbs? Protein. Marines or paras? Marines. Bad choice. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers or Solly Hill Malls? Solly Hill Malls. <laughs> uh, Brummies or Scousers? Brummies. Of course, the Brummies. And this last question is uh, has got a funny story behind it, but we're just gonna we're gonna fire into it after, uh, and I'll tell you the story afterwards. Uh, if you had to give a present to anyone right now, what present would you give? Oh wow. Um... That's not a quick fire question. No, it's not really, uh, but it's just a funny one. I would give my best mate Lee a horseshoe for good luck. A horseshoe, good man. So that question there, uh, uh, Dan, one of the coaches, when he did his physio podcast, was asked by uh, Jack Turner, uh, sorry, by Jack Fletney, uh, what would you give? And he said he would give fire. And okay. Which was we 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 quite enjoyed as an answer. So don't worry, you didn't tell that one. Fire. Why would you give a horseshoe to Lee? Oh, he's he's uh had quite a lot of bad luck lately. Um, ah. Mainly when it comes to cycling. So uh, as an as an example, he puts his phone on his front of his bike on the quad lock. Ah, I can see where this and is going. He's that unlucky. A raindrop has landed and turned his Strava off and ruined his ride. Um, right. Yeah, God, that's really unlucky. Yeah, that is unlucky. It stopped. Not only paused it, but it stopped it and saved it mid mid ride. Uh, oh and yesterday we went, went for a bike ride, and somehow he managed to break contact lens. He went through a pothole and had a tire blowout. The week before, he also hit a pothole and had a tire blowout. 
He's gone through a car window on his bike. He's just had a lot of bad luck with his bike lately. So I feel like if I can give him a horseshoe, it might give him some good luck. Might help him out. I think maybe a crash helmet would be better. Uh, he's, luckily, he's not if he's Edwards, but he has got a crash helmet on. <laughs> yeah. Poor bloke. Maybe he should. Uh, maybe he should try a new sport. Cycling doesn't sound like it's cut out for him. He's just an unlucky guy. He's just, he's just unlucky. <laughs> Poor Lee. Right. Um, the, le- the next part of the uh, quick fire is true or false. Okay. Some challenging questions in here, Mitch. Are you ready? Go. Right, so here we go. Uh, true or false? You used to beat Fleckney regularly back in the day at CrossFit competitions. True. Uh, true or false? You could quite easily smash the 24-hour ski world record currently held. False. Uh, one of Jack's arms is roughly the length of your entire body. True or false? <laughs> Did Jack like that? No, no. Uh, true. True. Uh, you once beat Jack in a naked mud wrestling tournament. True or false? False. Uh, and then the final one is your 10,000 burpees was easy and you're planning to reattempt with 20,000 burpees next week. True or false? False. False. Oh, okay. How was your 10,000 burpees? Awful. Hard, Awful. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Okay, so for the listeners out there who don't know, uh, Mitch just recently completed a challenge himself, and that was to do 10,000 burpees. Uh, how did you get on with the challenge, Mitch? Uh, I finished in 21 hours, 53. Uh, the time cap was 24 hours, and I had a personal goal of 16, which obviously turned out to be fairly unrealistic. Although at 5,000, I was only at the eight-hour mark, so halfway I was on par for finishing yeah. hours, but... After what that, sort of slowed you down? Uh, fatigue, soreness, pain. Yeah. Yeah, and not, not, not been, the, body, the body struggles to digest and replenish energy faster than what it burns. So it was just a case of energy as well. Just, just completely lost it. Yeah. But yeah, I managed to get it done. Right, cool. So quick fire rounds over. True or false, you can relax now. And we can go into our uh, regular content questions. So I think it's probably best for us to start with your background. So, like, start from the beginning in terms of CrossFit, how you got into it, how you started coaching, and um, you perhaps go into the uh, athletic side of it as well, because obviously you're a um, really, really high-level athlete at the moment as well. So, Yes, so 2000 and early 2012, I started off with these, like, functional fitness sort of boot campy style classes, at fitness first with um, a PT I went to school with uh, called uh, Pav Sava. Um, I met a lad there called Matt Taylor, and um, he was he was fairly fit, not quite as fit as me or as strong as me, but he was fairly fit if he's listening. <laughs> um, and he, he messaged me on Facebook and uh, said, look, come down to this place called CrossFit Canic. They're doing running with a weight vest and loads of pull-ups and stuff. So I went down to this CrossFit gym uh, and then he just, I just sort of got hooked and I thought, right, I'm going to use this to get fitter and stronger for rugby, as I actually wanted to move from scrum half position to flanker. And I was quite small. I was about 72 kilograms. Uh, I'm 80, 80, 83, 84 at the moment. So it's obviously put some weight on me doing, doing CrossFit. Yeah. So the goal, the goal was to do CrossFit and to get better at rugby. And then I ended up entering for fun uh, a, the London throwdown at the... I think it was at the, the Burnell Arena, so it was a 2012 competition. 
qualified for that in the 148th place at a 150. Went there and finished 56th place. And then after that, I was hooked and, and I was proper motivated to, think, to have a good go at competing at, in CrossFit. Um, got inspired, obviously, by the, the sort of OG games athletes, Rich Froning, Dan Bailey, Chris Spieler, Matt Chan, Jason Kleeper, all that, all that gang. Um, and then I said, right, I want to compete at regional level. Um, and I set myself the goal of qualifying for 2014 regionals. And I ended up just qualifying and then I qualified for every regional after that. Um, and that, that my goal was then to obviously try and get to the games. Uh, in what terms was your of, highest finish at regionals, Mitch? Thirteenth. Uh, that was at the most recent one, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so slowly getting better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you were pretty disappointed when uh, regionals got moved, or were you pretty happy about the new um, sanctional format? I, I, I feel like I was a bit disappointed because only obviously there's lots of pros to the sanctionals. Um, but for me, uh, regionals was like the competition that I aimed for every year. It was like I was seasoning for that. And I just mm. found it very difficult to have a focus on what to aim for. Do I just aim for the Open? Do I aim for one sanctional? Do I aim for the, another sanctional? What, what do I actually aim for to peak at? Um, and I think one of the issues I had with the sanctionals was, right, I could say, right, I want to go and qualify for, let's just say, for example, uh, the French throwdown. Um, uh, and then, but that, that program is different to any of the sanctional. So some, some sanctionals, for example, the Lowlands, that programming would have been very, very good for me. But the China, or the, I think it's the, China, the Asia Championships, like heavy war balls, uh, 14 kilo, 150 for time, possibly arguably like the worst programming for me possible. So there's, yeah. the, the sanctionals are like the, the different programming, and, and I think they'd suit different types of athletes. But obviously, you don't know what sanctional is going to suit you. It's quite until you get there or until it's yeah. released. So it's very difficult for me to, to sort of what, what do I go and peak for? Um, so I've got to be honest, I haven't really found my stride in terms of competing um, at a sanctional yet. Obviously, I've qualified mm. for, I think, the Lowlands this year, qualified for China, qualified for strength and depth. Um, and then obviously China got cancelled. Um, I was injured for strength and depth after qualifying. And then... Um, Lowlands got cancelled because of COVID. So I did actually yeah. qualify for two that I was really going to have a good go at. And then uh, COVID got in the way. So competition, I've, I've really found it hard to get back in my stride competing in CrossFit since they took regionals away. Um, but I'll get there. I'll be fine. I'll just... Yeah. Get, no, just that's get, good. And, and get myself to a bloody sanctional. It's just sods law that I've qualified for two now. That, that I was really angry for China and, and Lowlands. And then COVID get in the way, but then everyone's in the same boat, isn't they? That's okay. At least you've probably had like a huge off season now with this season. Yeah. Um, I've, 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 this off season, I've just been getting into in, like long endurance stuff. Like the burpees really got me into like a really fancy ultra endurance stuff, like Ironmans and super long road cycles and, and and long runs and stuff like that. So I've been doing lots of running, lots of cycling, swimming, and just long endurance. Really, I've done a little bit of CrossFit, but I've probably done ten CrossFit sessions. Since my burpees, that's it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, done too many. That's that's equivalent of like a hundred crossing sessions for most people, anyway. Yeah, it is. So it is. along that pathway, then you you sort of discovered coaching um, and ended up being involved in now the the owner of CrossFit Wolverhampton. Do you want to just talk yeah. us how you got into that and how that? Worked? Yeah. So um, before before I started CrossFit, I studied at um, at university. 
and got myself a, a sports coaching, fitness and development degree. The goal was to get into PE teaching. So my, my goal was always about instructing sport or fitness. Um, so I got my degree, did my level two and level three fitness and instructional personal trainer course. Um, at the gym I was training at, I became a qualified PT. So I started PTing first. And then the owner asked me to take on a, to coach Sundays and Wednesdays. So I did that. And then uh, the opportunity arose to set up my own CrossFit gym in 20, late 2013. So I went, I got myself affiliation, got my level one, got my affiliation, and then went and set up uh, CrossFit Wolverhampton in late 2013. Um, and then we've just sort of grown. We, we, we started in a very small unit, 900 square foot, and then we, we more than doubled that a year later to about 2,000 square foot unit now. And I'm still in this one now. And um, yeah, we're, we're approaching our seventh year. Um, and it's gone really well, to be fair. Awesome. Uh, OG then, so. <laughs> like with a, with a gym um, of that sort of calibre that's been around for that long, do you think, like, you know, would you say that Wolverhampton's got its own sort of personality? What are the members like? How, you know, how, where, what sort of members join your gym? Stuff like that. Um, I'd say my members are very, very varied uh, in terms of what comes in. I mean, one thing I liked about, about CrossFit was that it, 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 if, you, if you can sell it right, the selling point is, or with any, any functional fitness gym, it's, it's for anybody if, you, if you've got the right coaches. So it's not just for super elite people. It's actually for a lot of everyday people who just want to exercise and get fit. Um, so it attracts people who are looking just to get in shape work on their own health and fitness but then it also attracts um higher end athletes like professional boxers uh, high level footballers and rugby players and people who need it for, for their sport specific conditioning um and that's great because we, we can cater for that and we can cater for the 40 year old who's not done any physical activity since they went to school since they left PE at school and that's what i think is really unique about our, our particular facility over over any other gym in wolverhampton is how we can cater for elite, intermediate, and complete, complete beginners. Mm. Um, and that's the sort of membership that we've got, really. It's very, very broad. Um, all sorts yeah. of ages, so diverse. Um, yeah, I've got young as 16, as old as 68, I think our oldest member is now. Old Dennis, absolute OG. <laughs> um, and then some young, young kids and that coming through who are, who are doing it and who are interested in it. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've obviously got like a lot of experience in in coaching that broad spectrum of athlete as well. Um, yeah, so, so the, the obviously the needs of uh, say as someone over sixty compared to a sixteen year old very very different, um, and there's a lot of different things to, to consider with that that diversity of of clientele. Um, but it is something that we're able to cater for, and we cater for it very very well, and they do. They do train very hard and they do get good results at this gym, to be fair. Hmm. I would expect nothing less, Mitch. No, I've got quite a lot of expectations when it comes to effort levels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet you do. And yeah. uh, so having been around for seven years and you've been, you know, on the CrossFit scene for so long, you've been uh, coaching CrossFit at all different levels and competing in it yourself and stuff like that. Um, why now? Why have you made the decision to move across and, and, and affiliate as part of a Shirefit gym and a part of the Shirefit franchise as opposed to sticking where you currently are? Like, what were your main driving forces and your reasons behind that? 
So it happened very, very quickly, to be fair. And I, I, I think I would have come over earlier, but I think the, um, I wasn't aware of what Sharif it was um, in terms of the franchise, in terms of the brand. I was aware there was obviously Sharif at Jim because I know Jack personally. But yeah. um, I, never, I never looked at any other options in terms of branding, in terms of franchising, that kind of thing, because I was completely sold on CrossFit and I completely believed in, 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 in that brand. But there's been, been a bit of a rumble in terms of the sort of leadings of HQ and, and what's going on with Greg Glassman, the, the CEO of, of CrossFit. Uh, and I know he's no longer CEO now and obviously there's scope for him to be bought out and not own, the, not own CrossFit. But that caused me to go and look elsewhere and research into other parts because in 24 hours, one man at the top of the tree has damaged CrossFit. And I've paid now 15 grand into CrossFit you know, for that affiliation since I've been open. Um, and my brand has been damaged. I've had members message me saying they don't want my T-shirts that they've ordered, pre-ordered because it's got cross, CrossFit on it. So yeah. for me, it's like, I, I feel like I don't want that, that risk of, yeah. of, uh, of something that, that, that company doing that to me again. Um, but the problem is, CrossFit Wolverhampton is my identity, and that's, that's a big separator in terms of bringing in new members because people want to come to, for CrossFit. But um, I think after looking at what I'm paying to CrossFit and then what I'm looking at getting from ShireFit, I think what I can get from ShireFit in terms of support and, and uh, an improved quality service from having ShireFit sort of support and manage the gym closely is going to be, is going to offer a much better product to the members ultimately. Yeah. And with CrossFit, yeah. what you pay for, you only pay for CrossFit. You don't actually get any support from them in terms of uh, business advice, in terms of anything. It's just, you can use the name now. I mean, you get a Christmas card every year that comes about two weeks later, but, <laughs> yeah. but other than that, you're only, you're only actually yeah. paying for the name CrossFit. And I was, I, I was terrified when I saw everyone de-affiliating and, and not saying they're not going to re-affiliate and CrossFit's dead. Because CrossFit was my jam. CrossFit mm. was my business's brand. Mm. Um, and it's like, right, what have I got to fall back on? And I looked at other yeah. gyms and I thought, they're de-affiliating. What have they got to fall back on? And I thought, they've actually already got a brand themselves. So that some of the gyms, like they didn't have CrossFit in their name, they were de-affiliating. They were like known as something else, but they were also an affiliate. Mm. Um, I won't use any examples of, of who and what, but I thought I've got something to fall back on as a brand. I'll, I'll just be another, 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 another gym in Wolverhampton mm. uh, and it won't be a separator in terms of showing what we can offer. Yeah. Uh, and I'm confident that working with ShireFit and, and I think the procedures and systems and support that it's got in place after speaking to you and Jack, I think it's going to be so much, so much more beneficial than, than, than just buying a name from CrossFit. I think yeah. personally. Per, I personally think from, and, and, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. I was going to say like from the decision, from the discussions that we've had together personally, you know, your decision has been revolved around your members. So yeah. you, you feel now that you can provide a better service as a result of being under the ShireFit uh, support rather than the CrossFit support. And well, as, well, a, as a franchise owner myself within the ShireFit gym network, one of the main drivers for me when I was setting up my gym was that being a part of ShireFit allowed me to focus on my customers and my service because it took away all of the 
business side that you know everyone says that a, a crossfit gym owner has to do like uh you know your website your marketing your scheduling your software all that sort of stuff it is time and when when that goes out and is now take, taken control of by your brand, you can focus on the key thing, which is the facets and nailing the service that your customers get. Yeah, that, that, that's precisely it. And when, you, when you're looking at what you pay for for affiliation, you get none of that, that support or service from CrossFit. Mm. And I think combining that with the potential of, of CrossFit's name now being tarnished and, and damaged and not being as reputable... I think yeah. it was the right decision to make. Um, I, did, I did do quite a lot of research. I spoke to a lot of members about the potential of not being called CrossFit and whatnot. Uh, and they, they're not, they're, the feedback I got was they know what my gym's like. They don't care what the name is. Yeah. Uh, I did research into a few members and asked them if you hadn't come to my gym and you heard about what, what happened at the top of the tree with CrossFit, would it have influenced your decision to come to a CrossFit gym? And the answer was yes. Yeah. So essentially, with what's going on with CrossFit now, in my eyes, has, damaged the, has, has actually damaged the name CrossFit. And it's less valuable now to me to actually pay for that name yeah. in the sense of someone saw that is now, going to, is, is now going to associate CrossFit with XYZ. And yeah, I, potentially I, I, obviously, I mean, ultimately, I don't think CrossFit, CrossFit definitely, there's no, there's no dirt on CrossFit's name from my point of view, but, but from someone, someone else's point of view, if they're going to associate it with, with bad things and they haven't, got, they haven't done the research into it's not necessarily what CrossFit is, that's, that's Greg Glaston's views, it's not CrossFit's views, they might not be able to distinguish that and that could affect someone coming to my gym and I don't want to, I don't want to pay that money to CrossFit if that's damaging my, if that's going to influence someone's decision to not come because it's associated, they associated with that. It's not, but if they associated with that, I don't want to pay money, money for someone to be as a, as a sort of negative factor for someone to come to the gym. It's, 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 it's mad. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're, you know, we're super excited to have you join the team massively. Um, looking forward to, having CrossFit Wolverhampton, you know, come across and become sharp at Wolverhampton. And as a result, you know, start to increase the audience that we get to um, have an influence on or sphere that we get to have an influence on. So yeah. right now we've, we've really um, realized how much of a differentiating factor the uh, group or the team uh, effect is in terms of having multiple gyms, multiple locations and a bigger staff. So obviously Shirefit at the moment has got 14 members of staff across all its locations um, where that was before you joined. And when we hit lockdown and, you know, the rules were in place that we weren't allowed to run classes inside the gym, we really felt the strength of having the support of the other gyms around us. And as a result, we've been able to launch an online platform um, across the three gyms, which hits all of the audiences, which now your members will allow, will be uh, have access to. So I've been delivering that mainly, and uh, combined with Jack down south and one of the other coaches, Ash, um, where there are multiple live classes a day held through Zoom. So it almost feels like you're with the coach, uh, yeah. and it's not kind of Joe Wicks where he's just doing exercises and you follow along. It's genuinely I'll be saying, you know, Mitch, 
you need to turn your toes in or turn your toes out. You need to stay flat-footed when you squat. It's pure coaching like we'd see in the gym. It's close to what you can get inside the gym. Exactly, yeah. And we've, we've, we've yeah. been really enjoying running those classes because it's been keeping people going at home, which is the main thing, keeping people in, uh, in motivated for training and keeping people um, working hard when, you know, it's quite difficult too. So we're looking forward to getting your guys involved with that going forward. Um, part of the work that's going to be undertaken then for um, you coming across is um, big plans for uh, rebranding your gym and, and making some additions. So just want to talk through what you plan to achieve whilst we're still in lockdown before the gym reopens. Yeah, so obviously gym being closed now and a lot of the members have got kit, uh, it does uh, bring a good opportunity to get the refurb done. So if you come into my gym at the moment, um, like when we've been running it, it is just a workout space and that's it. Like it's, 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 it's good enough. It's, it's perfect for 12 people to come in, do a class, and that, that's really it. I think without the people here, there's, there's no atmosphere or character in, in the actual building. So I want to bring into the, into the building a, a character to it, a, a, a better atmosphere and a better environment for people to be in. And then combine that with a fantastic group of members that are training, it's going to make for an electric feel for, for an environment to, to, to train in and enjoy more. Um, we also want to make it more socially engageable as well, so have better areas for people to sort of stay after a class or come earlier to enjoy the social aspect in, in, in more comfort. Uh, as opposed to just being just a workout space, and then that that's it. Um, so obviously, going to be a big, big paint job, a big build on the inside to bring in a reception area that's welcoming uh, and warming for anybody new to come into, and, and everybody else as well who comes. Um, shower is going to be fitted. That's going to be important for our morning members who need to get off to work. So that should hopefully help those guys out a lot. Um, Little things like like a, like a nice little shop that sells nice nice little snacks and coffee as well um, it should help people sort of train and settle into that nice environment to socialise as well. Getting um, on board with the coffee or the roastery, are we? I think so. I, I, I oh, think Jack. Your members are in for a treat. The roastery do, in my opinion, the best coffee. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but the best coffee in the UK. Is it? Absolutely amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just like when you look at the gym now, it's just a, it's just a warehouse, isn't it, with, with, with the kit in. I want, I want, it to, want people to look on the outside and think, oh, it's a, it's a warehouse, and come inside and like, not know it's a warehouse. Like, that's what yeah. I want it to look like. Nice and professional, yeah. nice and clean and crisp, um, and come, come away from that sort of spitting sawdust, sawdust uh, style of, of, of work space that we've had at the CrossFit awesome. gym. But yeah, what, yeah, I, yeah, super exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing the transformation. I think all four low traffic locations at the moment will have had some incredible transformations. Yeah. I mean, I, I've looked at, I've came over and looked at the two, the Corby and the Wellington yeah. gym, yeah. Uh, with Jack at the, 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 the last week. And I was, yeah. I, I was blown away. Like the pictures didn't do it justice, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and when I, when I walked into the, uh, the, the Corby one for the first time, I thought, wow. That looks so much better than the photos, and that, that that sort of wooden wall feature and the the the, the 3D logo um, looks, looks absolutely quality. And obviously that that, that Wellington one with the, with the old brickwork and stuff in it looks looks pretty epic. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the Wellingborough one. I think the Welling Wellingborough guys will probably kick, kick off if I don't tell you that it's Wellingborough, not Wellington. 
Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So all four gyms have had loads of work then. So Corby's had a new reception space built. That's to expand the reception space so that um, their members feel more comfortable uh, staying around in social scenarios as well. We've got um, West Yorkshire has expanded its gym floor space by moving its reception area outdoors into a container. And the, actually, well, not outdoors, it's part of the building, but yeah, moving it um, moving it and expanding the gym floor space. And then uh, Wellingborough has had a whole new reception space built um, so that it's now in-house again. The coffee will be made by your coaches and all the, your usual snacks and things that you like to buy after yeah. the CrossFit session are there. Sweet. So then final question. Uh, I think, you know, this was probably the key for the, the podcast, really. So no pressure. I was looking at it from my perspective. If I was across Wolverhampton now, I'd be wanting to know from you, Mitch, as the, the owner and the leader of the business, um, what changes are gonna, it, they're going to feel? What, what shife are going to do for your members? And, you know, what like day-to-day is going to be different for them? So uh, if you'd like to tell your members that, that would be wicked. So I think first off, obviously, the environment. It's going to be a much yeah. nicer place yeah. to come and visit and train and I think I think that's that's very important I mean early days it was a lot worse than what it is uh, I've tried to brighten up with paint to put new light in all little bits and stuff just to help tidy it up and create it and it's got better but I think ultimately this this new change is going to be blow them away so when they come into the gym every day it's a nice place to be a ni- much nicer place to be um, I think with the support from the the online apps um, yeah. that we're going to be using for them to track their progress, um, yeah. see their programming, uh, engage with them in terms of their day-to-day achievements as well. That kind of thing is going yeah. to be good. We've got, we've got support from home through that app with what they're doing in, in the gym. And then you've got, obviously, there's a lot of systems put in place that, that Shirefit offer to me and my coaches that will allow us to focus on coaching better. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to improve my coaching because I'm going to have less stress to deal with on the business side of things that people don't see. Uh, and it's going to improve Joe's coaching. He's going to, and is he going to have a support? My, my, all my coaches coaching, is they're going to have a support system in place that's going to help their coaching develop um, as well. Because uh, obviously you've got like a good sort of, is it a tier? You've got just like a tier of it here where they start off and then they can get promoted. Yeah, we have a coach development program, yeah, where um, you start at intern and then you can progress all the way through to head coach yeah. uh, based on the gym mm. and well, the size I mean, and structure. I like the idea of as well, like, because I'm obviously the boss of this place, essentially, mm. no one can tell me sort of what to do. But I love the idea of like having to align with Triathlon's high standards because it keeps me in check as well. It's mm. very easy for me as the owner with no boss. I know you're not my boss, but it's, yeah. it's like, it's, it's almost like I'm, cause I'm representing Shirefit as well. Like I don't yeah, want to. it's a higher order, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, you, it's like I, 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 you can come down and audit, audit sort of my coaching and, and that's going to help me maintain high quality coaching as well. Yeah. So I just, I just think the product I'm going to be able to deliver to the members of the gym is going to be much better than it yeah. is. I mean, I think it's good now. Like, I've got a lot of people who have been here five or six years um, and, and people do come here for the quality of coaching that we offer. Uh, yeah. But I just, I just think having a lot of stress taken off the plate with the systems that you've got put in place um, and, and, and how you guys manage things behind the scenes to help me and my coaches will just be able to help us provide a better 
better product. And then the yeah. other thing as well, I like is they're going to be a part of the Shire Fit the franchises, all the other gyms, that sort of community. Mm. As well, so like you say, with the, with the online stuff from COVID, everyone's sort of working together and all the gyms have come together to, in support. And obviously, if anyone did visit another gym, they wouldn't have to pay to train at those other gyms, the Shire Fits, because they do get that included with the membership as well. Um, so if there's ever traveling through Yorkshire or whichever part of the country's got a Shire Fit, Wellington. jump in on that and, 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 and train as well. So I think it's, been a, it's going to be a good move for me to, to offer that. that um, yeah. So the members do get a big improvement and, and the service and the product they get from me moving to you guys instead of CrossFit. Yeah. yeah, I think with the, you know, day-to-day, -day, you know, the environment's going to be huge. So they'll walk in, and like you say, they'll be blown away by um, changing the, how the gym feels and how it looks. The professional system and what we run, so um, using team-up and box-mate linked and combined makes it easy to book into classes, easy to control your schedule, easy to track your own performance, easy to uh, interact as a community because you can see leaderboards, high-five people, that sort of stuff on there. But being a part of the wider community, we, we recently ran a lockdown competition to raise money for the NHS, raised, uh, what did we raise? Uh, £750 from all three gyms where we run a competition against each other with different um, online workouts to compete. That sort of thing will, will, will be a part of in the future as well. The Shafik calendar, so we've got different events that we run throughout the year um, that will be headed up and, and organised by Shafik HQ that all the members will be a part of. Um, programming, I believe, will probably feel slightly different to start off with. Um, yeah. Slightly different, but... Uh, Definitely some, you know, you know, as far, as far as I'm, as you know, when you've been in a, in a game for seven years, when you've got a team of people that are con uh, combining their work into a programme, um, it's, it's often a little bit more enjoyable. And also the other factor, like you said, is just being a part of that wider community. So, rec sorry, that's my dog. Uh, so recognising that they're part of a broader community now and they're strengthening that community. Yeah. Cool, sweet. That's it now, mate. So, uh, no 20,000 burpees next week? No, definitely not. No, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see if Jack's up for that one then, yeah? I'm sure Jack will. Jack's, Jack's more of a nutcase than me. Yeah. When it comes to fitness challenges. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if this last one might, might be his last. I think he's still got a little bit of appetite for something new. So, we'll, we'll put it to him tomorrow, yeah? Say again, sorry, mate. We'll, we'll propose it to him tomorrow, 20,000 burpees. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a 36-hour job. That, uh, sorry, 36 hours. That's a 72-hour job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be up for it. Right, mate, that was awesome. Thank you for that. Thanks for spending the time on here. No um, and uh, I'll probably see you tomorrow. Yes, Max, I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. I'll speak to you later. Bye, mate. Bye-bye.